بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده أبرادنا سيشترز الله سبحانه وتعالى سنتس الدين which is a complete way of life which is designed to give us success in this life and the akhra it is not this at the expense of that in islam we don't say this life destroy it so you get jannah no live this life in the best possible way and you also get jannah alhamdulillah now what happens to many of us is that alhamdulillah we practice islam we pray and we go to the masjid for juma and we fast in ramadan and so on but we do it more like a routine my grandfather did my father did this is the custom this is the practice community is doing there is no connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're not doing it in order to get some benefit from it straight away and of course with allah benefit inshallah is guaranteed right let me give you an example sayyida fatima radhiyallahu anha asked her husband ali bin abi talib radhiyallahu anhu to ask rasulullah sallam for a servant he had some captives from one of the ghazwat so she said please ask him ask my father for a servant because i am i get very tired in the, by the evening lot of work and if there is somebody to help me that will be good so sayyidina ali said no i don't want to go and ask him you go ask him so she went and she stood in the door and then she could not she was very lot of hijab lot of uh, you know uh, modesty and and lot of shyness so she didn't want to nabi sallallahu was sitting there there was a whole bunch of men there so she didn't want to go inside so she just stood in the door then she turned back and came home rasul sallallahu saw her so when the things finished he went to their house by then they had retired they had both you know they were they were in their bedroom So Rasulullah came and he sat on the bed. And he said to Sayyidah Fatima, why did you come? What did you need from me? She said, Ya Rasulullah, I wanted to ask you for a servant because I get very tired in the, in the night. And by the time I finish my work, so some help. Rasulullah said, I cannot give you a servant because I have other, other things to do with those people. but i will teach you something which will take away your tiredness now think about this he is not saying i will teach you something which will give you jannah no she is asking for a worldly material thing right i am tired now what shall i do my body is paining what shall i do is i eat two tylenol so material need material solution so she said i am very tired what shall I do? he said i will teach you something which will take away your tiredness what did he teach her He said recite subhanallah 33 times alhamdulillah 33 times allahu akbar 33 times then say la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa ala kulli shay'in qadir So what did he ask what did she ask him for something which is material physical in this world what did he give her solution for that Now obviously Every time you say Subhanallah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will plant a tree for you in Jannah. There is a there is a ajr for the zikr of Allah. This is understood, guaranteed, 
does not need explanation but he is not teaching her this for ajab he is teaching her this as a solution for something in this life right said an ali radhiyallahu anhu said after that day i never ever missed saying that reading this in the night before i go to bed he said completely takes away all my fatigue i said i'm fresh and i sleep nicely of course we also do this after every fard salah this is part of the azkar muakkada now why am i telling you this because this is our religion our religion is that for this world is material things we have solutions in the religion in the deen in the theology in the in the azkar in the kalam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but what do we see our people doing today there is an exam so your baligh son or daughter it is in ramadan your baligh son and daughter on whom fasting is fard will not fast and parents are okay with that why he is leaving deliberately leaving a fard saum which is haram why is he, why why are you allowing that no no he's got an exam inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi when do you need allah more when there is when you have a issue and you have a problem when you have a difficulty or when you don't have anything which one we need allah all the time but i'm saying when do you need more like if i have a rope if i if i have a boy if i have, I have some floating device when do you need it when you are drowning or when you are standing on the ground so i have a problem now i have got an exam now i have got a problem at my work i've got some maybe a health issue or something this is when i need allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most and at that time you want to leave allah and go away somewhere no i can't fast because i have an exam la hawla quwwata illa billah even if it was not ramadan and if there was an exam then you should maybe keep a nafil fast and say ya allah i am going to make dua for you dua to you in a state of fasting you accept my dua hey instead of that we leave the fast in ramadan juma where is this boy no he has got an exam so juma is khalas hey he's got time but he won't come for juma what exam what exam allah subhanahu wa taala said ta'awanu ala albirri wat taqwa wala ta'awanu ala al-ithmi wal 'udwan there are two words in arabic one with an ain one with ha tahawan means complacency take it easy no problem and ta'awan means help cooperate allah did not say tahawan allah said ta'awan ta'awanu help each other cooperate with each other in what ala albirri wat taqwa in piety and in the consciousness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then very clearly see ta'awanu ala albirri wat taqwa automatically means wala ta'awanu ala ismi maludwan right i mean automatic do this means don't do the other one opposite but still allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is emphasizing he say wala ta'awanu ala ismi walud and do not help each other in sin and in rebelliousness in doing something which allah does not like unfortunately for us we have taken this deen and made a joke out of it please don't do this right in islam it is permissible for a man and a woman to work 
in a work environment maintaining the boundaries of work. So, for example, like the other day I said, if a, do, if a surgeon is operating in the operating theater, the, the theater nurse is there, she is handing you an uh, implement, she is handing you a, a scalpel or whatever, the surgeon can work with her, no problem. The anesthetist is a, is a female, you are a male, no problem. Right? You are working in a school, there are male teachers, female teachers, you are sitting together, meetings, school meetings, uh, deciding curriculum, whatnot, no problem. But after that, if they say, let's go, let's go hang out in the, in the cafe. No. This is not from Islam. This is not from Islam. You're working together, male teacher, female teacher, alhamdulillah, you have a good relationship. You cooperate, you, 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 you work together very nicely. And the teacher, and you say, no, I want to give you a hug. No. Not Okay. I'm saying this because all this happens in this country, believe me. This, and, and we have made this. No, one hug is okay. Oh, one hug is okay. How can one hug be okay? When you are not even permitted to shake hands. I was in Britain, I was in, I was in London. I went to see, there was a Jewish school there called the, called the J.Cos Academy. So I went to see the school. I asked them to, so they invited me to come. So my wife and I went. We were met by two teachers. All of them are Jewish, Jewish people. The man shook hands with me and he put his hand on his chest like this and bowed to my wife. These are British people. The woman shook hands with my wife and she did not shake hands with me. Right? So I... Obviously, I noticed that. So, I said to her, I said, it's very interesting. Uh, why did you do that? She said, for the same reason, you would do that. She <laughs> <Huh? laughs> same reason, you would do that. Now, my point is, other people are so conscious and they have no problem practicing their religion. What is our problem? What is our problem? My brothers and sisters, please understand. If you practice your religion with dignity, the whole world will respect you. You do not have to compromise your identity. You do not have to compromise your dignity. You do not have to compromise your principles. People will respect you. People will ask you questions. And when they ask a question, the door for dawah opens. Now you explain to them. This is the reason and so on and so forth. So directly going and talking to them, you may not do it. There may not be an opportunity. But when you are practicing your religion, then there is an opportunity. If you, are, if you need to pray, when you are praying, they are watching you praying. And they say, subhanAllah, you are doing like this. Yes. You are doing like this. And for your information, this is the way that Isa salam used to pray. This is the way his mother Maryam salam used to pray. How do you know that? Because till today, the Eastern Orthodox Church, which are the people in, in Jerusalem and so on and so forth, till today they pray like this. They, pray, they have Ruku and Sujud. The Catholic, Catholic Church, the Western Church removed all this. But the Eastern Orthodox Church, they do it till today. The Syrian Christians pray like this even today. The movements are the same movements as our Salah. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, work out my raki into Maryam alayhi salam. Opens the doors for dawah because you are practicing your religion. 
So please understand this. Do not go and alter and, and change your religion to because you have this funny, you know, I don't know what is, you know, you, you think people will not like you or what? What, 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 what like or not like? Practice your religion with dignity. Number one. Number two, use the religion especially when you have difficulties or you need, you have challenges in your life or you need the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't leave fasting, don't leave praying, do more. Make tahajjud fard on yourself. I always say, if you are not praying, if you want something really and you are not making dua and tahajjud, then you don't want it. Seriously. Because if you really want it, then how come you are not asking Allah? Who is going to give you? Allah is going to give you. When? The time to ask is tahajjud. Make tahajjud fard on yourself. Make it, pray at least two rakat of tahajjud. No, no matter what happens. Two rakat of tahajjud. Then read one juz of Quran. Then pray Salat al-Fajr. Make this into a routine. That whole thing will take you about maybe an hour, between an hour and an hour and a half. Imagine that you, you begin your day with one hour or one and a half hours of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How beautiful that day will be. Full of barakah because your day is beginning like this. With the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With tilawat al-Quran. With dua. Please make this further on yourself. And maintain the boundaries of Islam. This one hug is okay and, you know, shaking hands or whatnot, hanging out in this cafe, that cafe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to study with my, with my friend and this friend is a, is a female friend. Why should you study with your female friend? Parents, no, he's only gone to study. What is the meaning of only? I mean, where does the deen give you this? Gone to study with means what? There is a book, there is your brain, study. What, what, what you want somebody else to do what? Somebody else is going to put that stuff into your head? No, really, I mean, what kind of stuff is this? And what happened to all the, all the boys in your class? They all brain dead. Please, maintain the boundaries of this deen. This is not a joke, right? This is minallahi ta'ala. For a reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the shar in this thing. Why are you being stopped? Because of the danger. You don't understand the danger. I don't understand the danger. We believe the Rasul alayhi salam. Sallallahu alayhi salam. There is a danger in these things. That is the reason why we are stopped. Not because somebody wants to give you trouble. No. And the parents especially, they must do this. Because I know in this, in this place, the, 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 the root cause are the parents. May Allah have mercy on us. The, 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 the raising of children is wrong. It's not only the, the, the parents are the ones. They, they, they say, yeah, this is okay, that's okay. Please, this religion is complete. You are not going to make this religion for the convenience of anybody else. So, please do your parenting properly. That's your duty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you the maqam and the waqar as a parent for that reason. Not because of because biologically you are their parents. Because of, because of the tarbiyah and, and, and uh, education of them. So, please do that. Right? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to give us awlad who will be inshallah a means of sadaqah jariyah for us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to help us to guide them properly. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is, your, this is your investment. That is the reason why those children are sadaqah jariyah for you because you made the investment in them. So, make the investment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to gain the right knowledge and to convey the right knowledge and to implement the right knowledge and make 
your homes and our homes a place of khair and barakah and afia for us and for all those people who live in those homes. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.